0: Log Talk Radio.
1: edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls' perspective. And I am the head honkress coming from you from my new secret base somewhere in Stone Mountain, <laughs> Georgia. I am a new, new domicile, new life, new job, new car tag Ooh. as of this week. And I am now officially a resident of Georgia. Uh, so the last thing to do is sell the house up there in Maryland where I used to live and then that's it, we're done, done with Maryland for a while. But before that, we got a lot of other things talk about, And, um, so... Let me we welcome my sexy witches. Unfortunately, Raven, Jasper Hawk, my enchantress of nevermore, cannot be with us tonight, so we'll show sure well. Uh, but oh. we still represent Los Angeles on this show, and this is a Los Angeles heavy show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. witches. Mm-hmm. Please welcome in the Orange, from the Orange County, the warlock of Orange County himself, Mr. Aaron Colgate. Welcome, your all sexy witches.
2: Good evening, y'all. How goes it with you?
1: It goes. I'm a fashion It Somebody on their mic. What a million, I don't it's <laughs> time not a to uh, get <laughs> Is it Darth Vader? Live television. Sexy Darth Vader, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so is there, there any there other time? time? Is there? Thank you. <laughs> yes. Report. Get on to the next sexy witch. I wanted to say that I've been very bad, and I want to apologize because I often end up not giving you enough time to talk oh. about what you need to talk about. But we are going to make that shit up tonight because tonight <laughs> it's really about what you've done in LA, and this and and it sounds like we got a lot to talk about. The Los Angeles is blowing the fuck up this weekend,
2: hey, baby. It's
1: That's right. Amazing. So first, let me bring on my other sexy witch with us tonight, and I am the only geek girl on my own geek girl show, but, Oh know, my
2: God, it's true.
1: Yeah, but here, but I'm bookended by two fabulous sexy men witches, and oh please welcome Tom, also from the Atlanta, Georgia area, it is the son of Sally Wood, and he's here tonight as the voice of violence, students to talk about Oh My second god Wrestlemania weekend Please welcome to the <laughs> show Mr. The Dirty Southern Sorcerer Himself, Nathan Hamilton Welcome here on the Sexy Witches
3: Hello ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Everything in between It is wonderful to be here talking to everybody And yeah, this is a, definitely a California and LA heavy episode So looking forward to getting into it
1: Yeah no, oh. it, 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 Everyone's all on fire Right Now, uh, so uh, we have a lot to talk about, but, but first, let's talk about what we'll do a quick, because it's been, a, you know, a little bit while. We haven't done a what we were watching, because last week, last time we met, it was Oscars, so we knew what we were watching. This week, we don't know quite as much, so I'm going to have Nathan go ahead and lead off with his list of what he's watching, and then Aaron, you can go ahead after him, if you would, sir. Awesome. Excellent. Okay. Go
3: um, well, as far as what I've been watching, what, there was one thing that was definitely not new to me. I've seen it quite a few times, but we went and saw Tokyo SOS on the big screen. First time I've gotten to see it in the theater, that was pretty cool. I'm always down for kaiju on the big screen.
0: Right on.
1: For people who don't know, that's a, um, is it, is it, it's Godzilla and Mechagodzilla, um, uh, movie in the Kaizu, Kezai area? Kaizai area. How do you say that, Nathan? It's not the, I'm not
3: exactly is. sure what you what you were going for.
1: The Kaiser era, teaser era. It's it actually No, the Heisei era. Heisei era. Thank you, see. I knew you knew what I was saying. I didn't even know what, I was, saying, what I was saying, but you was okay. So excellent. So that that was cool cuz I don't know those that era of Godzilla as well as I do the Showa era, which is like the best of all the eras. But uh you know, so but it was still cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, that was, what, how many special screenings of kaiju films we've seen in the last year? That would make three.
3: Three, in the last, I believe, in
1: yeah. In the, the last 12 months, two this year so far. So uh, keep them coming, Fathom Events. We've really been enjoying these yeah, kaiju seriously. movies in the theaters. Yes, uh, more of
3: that, please.
1: More of that, yes. We and we, had,
3: last time we went to one of these, that were we, like it was us and another two people in the theater.
0: This, this time, was,
3: wow. This time we had a good showing, so I'm uh, hoping yeah. that I'm hoping that that was not an isolated incident and that happened in theaters all over the place, and Batham sees that and is like, "Hey, we should show more Godzilla flicks."
1: Well, I think the biggest surprise is how many people turned out for Shin Ultraman. That it wasn't a lot of people, but a lot more than I was expecting, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It was, so um, I think they do know if, if Shin Ultraman can bring a crowd. We know Godzilla can. So, <laughs> so we love Godzilla. And there's going to be a new Godzilla in November of of this year. A new Toho Studios one, right? Yeah. Godzilla. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes.
1: So, oh, my God. So, you know, we got to Not just up... that. Yeah.
2: I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, not oh, just a new Godzilla, but we've got a new Gamera and yes. uh, I'm pretty it's sure it's a
1: TV series, right?
2: yeah, it's <laughs> a rebirth, and it is a TV series but I'm so freaking excited for it
1: uh, I'm, you know, more, the more monsters in our world, the better so speaking Get of here. which uh, more giant you're... monsters Nathan and I are going to the Silver Screen Spook Show this weekend, uh, which is our uh, the Plaza Theater's big horror-hosted, traditional psychotronic or classic horror movie show with a hit, with a with a floor show and everything. It's a lot of fun. We've on it before. This year they're showing this time they're showing my favorite of the Universal movies. They're showing Wolf Man, so right. I'm pretty pretty Dale excited. Chaney. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. That one's always my sentimental favorite of all of the uh, Universal Monster movies. I, you know, I love it so much. So yay, yay for monsters! Right monsters.
0: on. All right,
3: onto, maybe a mon- he- onto a monster of a different type.
1: There I, was I another. To, go ahead. I'm sorry. There was another.
3: I, there was another hole that we plugged in my movie watching because the new flick it just came out. But I had never seen any of the John Wick movies. Oh, wow. Somehow they just kind of slipped by me, and I just never caught up with them. And so we marathoned the first three in preparation to eventually go see the fourth one. So that was awesome.
1: Yeah, I want to go see the fourth movie. And I'm like, I'm going to go see the fourth movie. But he's like, well, I really want to see the three movies. So I was like politely, everyone's fault going, you know, we should just watch these movies. Let's watch Mm it. Finally, he gave in, and we watched them all in a row. It was fun. I like the third one the best. Sweet.
3: So. That Best Except moment it's... of any best okay. moment in any of them is in part two when him and the dude have the shootout running down the line of cars parked on the side of the road, and they're shooting through the windows and everything like that is,
0: mm-hmm. and it's
3: all in one take and that is an immaculately staged action flick. What I love about the it's actually what I love about these movies most is most action flicks you see these days, like it's a cut every two seconds, if that and the camera's constantly shaking and it's mm. artificial movement these movies they have like they actually choreograph the fight scenes beautifully and just let them speak for themselves and have long takes and static cameras and let all the movement be in camera and after i watched those i forget what we watched something else and i was just like man this just reminds me <laughs> I don't like the way action flicks are filmed these days, but John Wick totally killed it doing it old school.
0: I actually nice. like those Those were well. really
3: cool. So, yeah. And then as, as far as, as the new releases, uh, let's see, we watched one called Feed Me, that which is
1: weird.
3: a it's a very interesting cannibal play. I huh. really liked that one. That one was fun. It's a <laughs> – it was listed as a dark comedy, but –
1: it is though. It is dark comedy. It absolutely it is, is.
3: But it like until about halfway through, you're just like, "This is a dark comedy." Then you kind of start getting where they're going. You're like, "Oh, okay." But it's a it's a weird, twisted ass movie.
1: It has what, outrageous performances in it. Uh, the lead, yeah. the lead villain guy is so. It's not over the top in the sense that it's like oh I'm acting. He's just completely off the rails. It's it's it's, huh. it's an unhinged, weird, weird performance. It, yeah, it's, he's just it's so he's weird. just owning <laughs> and
3: embodying that character. That oh character is just so it's,
1: fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, a weird performance. It's, uh, but Phoebe every, there was a lot of like like little lists here and there the thing. yeah unsung ho- horror film from 2022 feed me and it's it's it definitely it was like i cannibalism was huge last year i mean yeah. and i don't mean you know zombie cannibalism like people eating people <laughs> it was, even mainstream <laughs> flicks had it so i will
0: i will yeah. say
3: that that movie was good enough that it, it's a 2022 flick had i seen it last year I can't say for sure it would have made my top ten, but it would have been a contender. Okay. And then finally getting to new releases, we watched uh, one on Shutter called Nocebo, which is – it's a folk horror movie. It's about a a nanny who comes to live with a fashion designer and help with their troubled child, but uh, things do not exactly go as planned, and – indonesian folk magic becomes involved and a lot of very interesting things it's it's, it was a really good flick i think uh liz really liked that one too
1: it was emotional um i Mm. it's very well done and uh has a lot to say uh and uh i i yeah i would recommend i'd recommend that movie to non-horror fans even though there is some gruesome moments in it but it, it has a, uh, kind of an ethereal, dreamlike quality to it as well, um, the way it's shot. And uh, But it's talking about some very heavy stuff, even for a horror film. So um, it's worth seeing for sure. Hey, we got a caller. We should, should we what? turn them on? Yeah, we do. I'm going to turn them on. Hold what on just think? a moment.
3: Isn't that generally what we do to our listeners?
1: Code, sure so. Area code 310, you're on with the sexy witches.
4: Good evening. Uh, I understand uh, there is a discussion of WonderCon this evening, and I just wanted to share one or two brief thoughts uh, on it, that's okay.
1: Yes, <laughs> hello. Um, what oh, who are sir? you?
4: <laughs> Come on, Aaron, you know damn well who I am. <laughs> i
0: l- calling out of the south bay of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, <dear God. laughs>
1: My audience might not know who you are, but he is Neil, and he is awesome.
4: Oh, I love my anonymity. Don't worry.
1: (laughs) And and so yeah, um, we haven't actually gotten into the WonderCon subject yet, but so give us a little. Yes, but since you are on the phone and you have called in, go ahead and give us a little bit of taste of what you did. We're gonna have to pull that order, Nathan. Can you stay on a little bit longer? Absolutely. Thank you.
4: Well, uh, I do apologize for uh, interrupting your um, uh, schedule, uh, so to speak. Oh, no, um,
1: you're
4: never interrupting. Oh, oh, I can change that, not to worry. Uh, But I just wanted to make mention (laughs) uh, uh, of this WonderCon in particular. The level of uh, cosplay uh, that uh, I saw really – I find with each convention I go to, the standard gets higher and higher with the – Design, the imagination, and the sheer labour of love that I see going into these costumes, and I did notice as well that there were quite a few Marty McFlys uh, wandering around from Back to the Future One and Two that I, uh, <laughs> the level I hadn't seen before, and being an '80s kid, gotta say I absolutely loved it. Right well, on. Well,
1: yeah, we're getting close. You yourself.
4: Oh, yeah. I'll wander around there in uh, one uh, iteration of a Starfleet uniform or another. But again, there was a surprising and wonderful number of uh, Trekkies flying the flag there, so to speak.
2: (laughs) And uh, I didn't actually get to talk to you uh, following the meetup where uh, all the Federation and Star Trek cosplayers met up for a photo in front of the convention center. How was that? What, What was that like?
4: The atmosphere is wonderful, very jubilant, and we even had uh, a few uh, Orville cosplayers join the fray. Where the um, professional Orville. photographers uh, had us um, had them front and centre with all of us pointing and directing accusatory st- stares at them. So um, <laughs> hopefully the Orville community awesome. will see that they're of course welcome in the arms of the Trekkies,
2: <laughs> and of course. Uh, you had the requisite photo in front of uh, the Federation headquarters, because in season one, the card we learned that the Federation headquarters of, of the future is for some reason the Anaheim Convention Center.
4: Well, uh, they had to uh, upgrade after using the Getty Center from Star Trek Into Darkness, but when the uh, card was announced. <laughs> And the trailer started showing up, I immediately grabbed a screen grab of that opening scene where he's approaching uh, Starfleet Command slash uh, the Anaheim Convention Center, for which I made a meme, Star Trek Picard, Episode 1, Captain Picard Goes to WonderCon. (laughs) Nice. I'm going to have to dig that up. Uh, Did you attend any panels? Yes, there was. Uh, there were two panels uh, I attended. Uh, needless to say, and hardly surprised, they were Star Trek oriented. There was a uh, Larry Nemec uh, panel on various Starfle- Star Trek filming locations in and around Los Angeles, especially and uh,
0: mm. uh, of cor-
4: mentioning, of course, the Vasquez Rocks and surrounding areas. Uh, but other more sure. local uh, plots were um, mentioned, including, of course, uh, the Bronson Canyon Park. Uh, mention was made of Northrop Grumman. Um, where an episode of the original series was filmed. Uh, He told an amusing anecdote of how uh, they were chased out by security because, of course, the Department of Defense has high-level projects going over there. But they were still looking over a very low, two, three-foot-tall fence so they could see everything anyway. So, oh well. And uh, (laughs) that the Palos Verdes Peninsula doubled as Okinawa in the first episode of the second season of Star Trek Picard, I believe. That area oh, no, was oh, has it was has been, been, the first season. First season, excuse me, my mistake.
1: That that area and has been used was, traditionally by a lot of studios over the years in that Pelisberg yeah. area, and that includes yes. Di- Disney. Shot um, most of the original Black Pearl in that area uh, when they were doing all the Indeed. logo shots. So yes, yeah.
4: and in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, that uh, army show that Leonardo DiCaprio's character was um, filming, he was watching it on TV at his home. Hmm. Oh yeah, we shot it up in Malibu. We, my wife and I saw the landscape and said, no, that's Palos <laughs> it. a Nice try. But <laughs> again, Quentin Tarantino, being from the South Bay, I do appreciate all the South Bay references in his movies, so I'm going to give him that. <laughs> Did the um,
2: the panel that gave the locations of Southern California shooting locations for Star Trek, is that something that's online or something they've got a book coming out or anything like that?
4: Um, the the fellow uh, who runs it, uh, Larry Nemechek, who's got several Facebook pages and podcasts, you probably find him oh. on uh, com fairly handily or just Google his name. And uh, he organizes uh, tours, both for small groups and large groups, to go out and um, visit these locations, subject to availability, demand, all that kind of fun stuff. (laughs) Right on. um, It should be fairly easy to find out to organize. What was the other panel you did? Another panel uh, was a a retrospective on Deep Space Nine, 30 years later, how it uh, Um, impacts today. And they made reference to... uh, uh, how it compares to the current season of Star Trek Picard and such. And a number of very interesting observations were brought to bear because there are some who think that um, Deep Space Nine like, is the darker Trek it was always meant to be, but also that departure from next generation in terms of tone and feel, like the utopian future doesn't really seem to be there,
1: that it feels more mm-hmm. like Deep
4: Space Nine.
1: And there was I one agree. panelist
4: whose name escapes me brought up a beautiful point he reckoned that uh, how the Federation Starfleet is behaving in Star Trek card is analogous to um, how the United States was in the late 70s, during the 80s, and possibly into the early 90s. Because Starfleet mm. at that point was still recovering from the Dominion War, which was uh, a four or five year long bloodbath where nobody right. really won. And he compared that to America's reaction to the Vietnam War where again nobody really won. But the after effects and the the the, the, the stresses and the horrors and the uh, whatever else continued on for a generation because we didn't quite hmm. know how to reconcile, we didn't know how, quite know how to deal with it. Because compared to with the uh, earlier wars it wasn't a clean cut simple yeah. we were the good guys, we were the bad guys, so to speak, kind of conflict. Mm-hmm. So I would venture to um suggest, and I'm not spoiling anything, don't worry, but <laughs> it's a reminder that once you've achieved Utopia, you don't get to sort of tap your hands and say, okay, job done. You've got to work to keep it. And I think that was a kind of an overriding theme of Deep Space Nine as well, because they were so far from paradise that they had to work to keep what they knew as paradise up and alive.
2: Um, we're going to do shortly here a, a segment on what we're watching, and uh, I have finally caught up with my cards. Um oh, I good. I know you and I disagree on uh the the quality of the last couple seasons, but I really am enjoying season 3 a lot. How would you rate the seasons uh so far, 1, 2 and 3? Uh how would you rank them?
4: Well, uh, so far with season 3 I definitely uh rate that uh, at the top, season of the 3. Here, here. Uh as for season one two, I keep them more or less level. Uh, however, okay. I did enjoy season two that little bit more, only because uh, the it seemed that the characters were a bit more comfortable with their um, uh, characters, their characters, and the storyline seemed to have a bit it was a bit more gelled that I felt in the first season. Uh, the first season, I think, there was a lot of gaps we as the viewers had to fill in to. Um, Mm. Uh, sort of tie together like why were the Romulans so afraid of androids all of a sudden and uh, Yeah also I didn't think that um, the character of Agnes Girati was as well written or as well developed as she could have been because the actor is absolutely fabulous when I saw her in American Horror Story I realized oh my goodness they're not <laughs> using her to her best potential but I think uh, in the second season of Picard they rectified that and it, it came out absolutely wonderfully
2: Excellent. And um, I I could uh, steal you away and take over the show um, and talk nothing but surgical. And I I won't do that. Mm -hmm. But I do have to ask you, uh, knowing what a huge uh, Lower Decks fan you are, what your reaction is to hearing that uh, we've got a date for the next season and the season after that has been approved already.
4: What can I say? I'm at the edge of my seat. In our house, Friday night is Pizza Night, Star Trek Night, and Star Wars Night. So we'll watch Picard, then we'll watch uh, Mandalorian, and then we'll watch Bad Batch. And when they're done, we'll switch back over to uh, Lord X and hopefully Prodigy when it comes back on and uh, yeah. change new worlds when we're ready.
2: Okay, well um, I, I don't want to keep you forever, but we do need to have you back to discuss uh, things Star Wars and Star Trek on TV before because we you, I'm... Before
3: we let you go Before we let you go um we were like I said, we were getting ready to do the uh we were in the middle of the what we've been watching and I was gonna bring up Bad Batch since you just bring up Bad Batch. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna get your opinion on the last few episodes.
4: Oh, absolutely. I think there are okay, where should I be? well the most significant thing for me for the last uh, two or three episodes was the sudden growth and realization for two of the characters. Spoiler alert people. Uh first of all uh, crosshair where he's had his um, moment of realization that was very touching
0: where yeah. he realized
4: that uh, good soldiers follow orders <laughs> isn't all it's cracked up to be because he's being betrayed by the people he thought he was serving and yeah. uh, it's clear that he's trying to make his way back to his brothers and also when we uh, think of um, Hunter how he's found this perfect uh, Santorini-esque island mm-hmm. for his crew to live yeah. on. He sees how happy they are, how they relaxed they are. He's thinking, to me anyway, that uh, I have to do what's best for my men, and this is clearly what appears to be best, until he gets uh, uh, Echo back, who reminds him a lot of our brothers out there are still fighting. So I think he's got a hugely difficult command decision coming up. And I'm very interested to see how he and the rest of the Bad Batch reconcile with that. Well said. I thought it was interesting how,
3: because this season, I think, kind of started out with some, you know, big, dumb, fun adventure. You know, a lot of, <laughs> lot of you know, fun, fluff episodes. But, man, it has really gotten serious in the last few episodes and, like, brought up some... Yeah some true issues, man, and some, you know, it's, it's really brought some food for thought in.
4: No doubt. Indeed, well, one could argue that uh, Clone Wars followed the same path, albeit on a longer stretch. It starts off as like a, a relatively like good guys versus bad guys adventure uh, with, with the Republic versus the Separatists, but you'll notice as the seasons went on and as the war dug deeper, it just got a lot darker and darker and heavy hitting right up to the end. Yes. You can definitely say that for rebels too Oh, no oh, yes, yeah. no question. In fact, I'm doing a rewatch of rebels. I love it so much.
2: Oh, I need to start that
4: mm-hmm. You're missing I, need, out.
2: I need to do another rebels watch the The space whales and Mandalorian just got me all kinds of excited uh, uh, are are you teasing me here, or are you going to bring me back because you can't you know you know what Chekhov said you can't show a space whale in the first act, not. Using it by the third, and Space Whales and Thrawn. You know, that's all I'm saying there. Mm-hmm. The appetite is wet.
0: <laughs> I love that we have a yeah. Star
3: Wars slash Star Trek uh conversation, and we bought, brought up a checkoff that isn't on one show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're multi-classing nerds.
4: Absolutely.
0: Oh my God! We do nerd profiling.
4: <laughs>
1: uh. Well, Le- Neil, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your adventures in WonderCon. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, you know, and you also play The Madness with with, um, with Lynn. Lynn well, uh, so... well,
4: Lin- plays The Madness, and uh, I see to it that uh, she's uh, fed, watered, and driven to work and back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. Um, we already uh, have every
4: October I'm a horror uh, widower.
1: We have a theme already. <laughs> um, I'm going to reveal the theme probably sometime next month. So Ooh, to good. That. Yeah. So uh, man, so thank you. And WonderCon is always kind of like this episode is always kind of like the beginning of 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 the busy season for the yeah. spring summer. You know the fun stuff. Not busy busy season. That's October. But that's that's, mm-hmm, that's, right. that's another the But this this is the first. <laughs> I mean, all the major films are starting to drop. WrestleMania is this weekend in L.A.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: And matter of fact, we're about to talk about that in just a few minutes. Uh, you know, uh, WonderCon is always the warm-up to San Diego. Uh, so, no it, so thank you so much for coming on and giving us uh, your perspective on that.
4: Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for putting up with me. <laughs>
1: oh, no problem. Thank you. And after
4: you- this weekend – I want to get
2: your impressions on the new Nintendo Land at uh Universal
4: Studios. Oh, you'll have it. I'll be there with a the notebook and a pen. Right on.
1: Oh, and actually, and I promise yeah, I'll well, gonna... comic
4: book guy on you.
1: Absolutely I want <laughs> you guys to come on and do a full full report of the new land um in in a week or two. Uh, so we need to talk about that. I uh, thank you for nice. reminding me because it is kind of a big deal. We're opening a whole new land in in the. Well, uh, also, <laughs> you
2: know, Lynn and Neil are uh, annual pass holders at Disneyland, and uh, they could tell you all about the new Toontown in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, that's true, and they can also say goodbye to Splash Mountain because they announced this week they're officially closing right. at, in May. So that what's well, going we did on go on your one end.
4: last time uh, a few weeks ago, where we might as well have been submerged. We got so wet. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: no, kidding?
1: seriously, yeah. I used
4: Space Mountain as a hairdryer to dry myself off. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's pretty funny. So.
2: <laughs>
1: All Thank right. you so
4: much, Neil. Thank
1: you, sir. You Talk rock. to you later.
4: See you next time. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye. Bye. So great. So uh, before we uh, move on, because we are now not behind, because we have extra time, you know, we have our full tour yeah, All the so, time in the world. There. Yeah. Uh, but any follow-ups to what we're watching before we move on to wrestling, which be um, the next? The I, got, I got one. I got one last.
3: I got one last one, and we watched Do Infinity it. Pool.
1: Oh yeah. Finally caught up you, with
3: Infinity Pool.
1: That was sounding, awesome. You're sounding a little echo uh echoey.
3: Is that better? Oh, way
1: better That
3: is better. All That's right. A lot then, better. okay, let me throw that back out. Infinity Pool. <laughs> we watched Infinity <laughs> Pool and that was super dope. That was a great movie. Um, nice. look, baby baby Cronenberg is kind of finding his own voice now. Where Excellent. like earlier we kind of saw him like a lot of shades of his dad and he still shows that he's still a Cronenberg. Definitely a Cronenberg. But whereas – I don't want to give too much. I don't think this will give too much away, but if you look at his first you know, couple of movies, Antiviral and Possessor and, and uh, Infinity Pool, whereas his dad was obsessed with the horror of the body, he is going in the direction of the horror of identity. And mm. it's, it's variations on that, and I really like that he's finding – it feels now like he's finding his distinctive style and voice
1: and it has a lot of Alexander Skarsgård naked which never hurts my feelings at all
3: <laughs> and a lot of Mia Goth naked which I was cool with
1: Mia Goth you know, Mia Goth is on such a fucking hot street right now and she was great in Seriously. this and yeah i mean uh i'm really like wow she she actually it's funny cuz like uh, Nathan's watching and she goes this is the first time i actually thought Mia Goth was sexy and yeah Actually, I would say that's right because I mean I appreciate her next. We haven't seen Maxine yet, of course, but uh, uh, this was the, really the first time that like like that she she was just knock out in this movie and fucked up in the head. But we won't go any farther than that. It was a pretty fun <laughs> movie that way. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that as well. So, Erin, uh, any other things you said you saw we um, you got, with 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 Neil yeah, calling in really we got cool. a lot of it in so. <laughs>
2: it, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we covered everything with Picard. I would just add um, I was not hot on seasons one and two. I am really enjoying. And so I think as Natalie uh, enjoying this latest season three, which is going to be the final season. There's a lot of what you might call fan service by bringing in a ton of people from uh, original uh, TNG, but it's n- They keep claiming it's not a reunion show. It's not a reunion show. It might feel a little bit around the edges, but they're doing it so well. I don't freaking care. I'm invested, and I'm down to see where this season goes. Please, God, let them stick the landing. Um, I'm loving Interview with the Vampire on AMC. Uh, Natalie is just completely... Uh, blown away by it and, and obsessed with it, and, and I don't blame her. The acting is top-notch. The story is not what we saw in the movies. It's not what was in the book, and, again, I don't care. They're doing it well. Um, it
1: completely captures the tone of the book. Say that to the phone. It completely captures the tone of the book, Excellent. in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, my and goodness. I feel I like need- – uh, There are times where they're bringing in bits of dialogue from the book as well, where I get super excited. I remember that. Excellent. Anything else?
2: Yeah. If if you're an interview with a vampire fan, and I I think we're all fucking obsessed with that book. um, I think you'll be really happy with the series and where they're going. Um, I feel like they've handled the elements or maybe the issue i don't know of race better than they've handled uh the sexuality uh, i i i think they kind of have sidestepped the sexuality thing uh, it's more of a this is just how it is deal with it which is fine but if it's brought to the center and discussed like it is because they do have um uh eric bogosian as the reporter um I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe they could be a little more open with it and talk about it a little more. But it, it, it's kind of more. It's just the way it is. Deal with it, and that's okay too. Um, everyone's uh, sexy and fun to watch, naked and half naked there. So there's no problems with that. Um, if you haven't watched it yet or, or you haven't watched beyond the first episode, I think you should. It's it's good. And then one quick thing, uh, Mandalorian. Uh, I've been watching that and really enjoying where it's going, and this Friday, I am going to Palifest in Hollywood, and I'm going to see uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and cast members to be announced, and they're going to talk about it, and the Palifest is uh, part of the Museum of uh, Radio and Television, and they really delve into the making of and how everything works, and they're always really good presentations.
1: Well, that sounds like fun. And we've been watching Mandalorian as well. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we, we actually have seen one of the only shows we're watching first run right now. Um, you this know, we'll have way. to watch this the way. We'll have to watch the next episode. I've really been liking um, Boca, Boca... I don't want to call her Boca Raton. Boca, Boca, Boca Tan. Boca Tan, really, Yeah. I, My I girlfriend, really mean, yeah. That's Katie Sackhoff, right? So, it's... Yep. Really, freaking love like she is a great no she is a big peak girl like like me so i love her to death one, uh, of the, so. one
3: of the one of the more flawless transitions from the star wars animated project yeah. into live action
2: and one of the very 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 few where the same actor was the voice of the character mm-hmm. in clone wars and now she's live action and yeah she, i i'm a huge fan anyway i was a fan of hers back in Battlestar Galactica. And in fact, um, I met her and took a photo with her at, uh, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con years ago. I, I even sheepishly asked if she wouldn't mind holding my cigar for a photo. And she was so cool and went with it. And it was a very nice experience. So, I mean that, um, the things she did, uh, with Riddick, that she was so good in that, um, even that that little thing they they had that should have been more, where she was uh, the 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 villain cyborg on the reboot Bionic Woman, I love her in everything I see.
1: I see one of my favorite things she did. She did a short with uh, Rest in Peace, Jason David Frank of you know Green Ranger. They did a special. This was before they even thought of like a like a, a gritty adult short version of what oh, happened if the, if the uh, Power Rangers lost. And, I totally and,
0: forgot about that.
1: And she plays the Pink Ranger in that and a little bit more, and she has a secret. Which if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to go into what the secret is, but she's really fucking good in that. And um, it got pulled off the internet for a while for copyright infringement, but then they brought it back. Oh, so, wow. So, and uh, Jason David Plank is playing himself, uh, Frank is playing himself as Green Ranger, which is awesome, yeah. right? So, uh, so that, I, I recommend that for Katie Sackhoff. Now, uh, speaking of kicking ass, you know, Power Rangers, Ooh, we're going to jump, we're going <laughs> to, let's, we're going to stay in LA, but we're going to go, um, I, but we're going to change to what, we what, what kind of entertainers? We are watching, oh, so because <laughs> I know <laughs> <I knew that. laughs> um, So, Jared, every, I told you there's wrestling everywhere down there right now, right? It, oh my God!
2: You, know, you are not kidding.
1: Everywhere, WrestleMania yeah. is is back in a big way. Um, we're even having a watch party here at the new domicile. Uh, nice. we, you know, we we uh, uh, we don't even watch WWE and we're having a watch party. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's how big this hoe is. So I'm going to hand the mic over to Nathan for a few minutes and have him Please. talk about, because he did a lot of fucking research, and by and that will give we'll see, it's nine thirty nine. Can you get your shit completely done by ten yo, Nathan?
3: Dude, I can hit time cues. Let's do this.
1: All right. And don't forget, uh you know, Aaron Aaron has some people going to some of these shows too. So Yeah.
2: My my friend Petra. Uh today we ran up to uh the Funko Superstore in Hollywood. Uh they'd done a signing this morning that they just announced like 14 hours ago or something ridiculous like that, uh, my Facebook page uh, because I've been looking at this stuff is just pinged time and time again with all these little events all over. Um, uh, no pun intended, there's a little person wrestling thing that's happening yes. in Anaheim. And, Micromania. Well, turn- yeah, you take it, man.
3: Well, first of all, before I get into the wrestling, just one quick note back to the Star Trek conversation. I <laughs> yeah. just, I hey. just found out I just found out that D-Space 9 is 30 years old, and I need Metamucil and a nap.
0: <laughs> I feel
3: really
2: old. Dude. <laughs> Holy dude, shit. Why would you? Uh,
3: that makes me feel so old that D-Space 9 uh, was 30 years ago. But anyway, <laughs> um, back to WrestleMania. Um, it's WrestleMania. Even if you do not watch WWE, which, honestly, I've watched more WWE in the last six months than I have in the last 10 years combined because wow. since Vince left and Triple H took over the book again, Holy shit. It's been good. Like their, their talent in writing storylines has finally kind of caught up with the talent in the ring. Cause my problem with it forever has been that they have some of the best performers bar none in the business, but their writing turned me off to the point where you can make people like you know, Seth Rollins and Ricochet and Gunther and Seamus and all these dudes I love, boring. But now that they've finally got someone going on that knows what they're doing with in Triple H and Vince is kind of gone, like, it's yeah. hot. And the, the storylines are really, especially the Bloodline storyline is super hot. Like, if you listen just watching highlights from the last few shows. The crowds at Raw and SmackDown have come alive again. Like forever, you just, it was just really, you know, you never got above that decibel level. <laughs> or yay, and there was much rejoicing. But like, <laughs> there have been some super loud pops for stuff, especially with Sami Zayn lately and hey. Kevin Owens lately. Like it's going nuts, and for the first time in a long time, I'm excited about WrestleMania. There's more than a couple of matches I want to watch. Like the card is yeah. stacked, so let me run down the card right quick. Um, you got Austin Theory and John Cena. That's the passing of the torch thing. You got Seth hmm. Rollins versus Logan Paul. All right. Which
1: Logan Paul is way better wrestler than he has any right to be. <laughs> Logan
3: Logan Paul is an abhorrent human being, but he is an amazing professional wrestler.
0: <laughs>
1: And we are talking wow. about the influencer, Logan Paul, like the one that all the kids watch. This is Yeah, that's really like, he, he <laughs> WrestleMania
3: always has some celebrities in there, from everything from Elvira doing commentary at WrestleMania 2, to Alice yeah. Cooper accompanying Jake the Snake to the ring at WrestleMania 3, all the way up to, you know,
0: last, Motorhead last playing
3: Triple H down to the ring. But oh you know God. they just started having you know a more recent thing is having celebrities in the ring, and of course we all remember the snooky debacle. Uh- <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so uh, last you know, year, John, some of them have been good, no- but holy shit, Logan Paul is a natural.
1: Mm. It's it's he's good, and and don't forget last year we had Johnny Knoxville. He was the yeah best Johnny player.
3: Knoxville with. With Sammy Zayn, who is in the mm-hmm. semi-main event this year,
1: yeah, but yeah, so that, we
3: got that night. No, we, we got Brock Lesnar yeah. versus Omos. Who that's just two giant dudes beating each other up. I'm cool with that. Speaking of giant <laughs> dudes beating each other up, Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre in a three-way mm-hmm. that is going to. The shockwaves are going to reverberate throughout the arena because <laughs> if you remember the match between Sheamus and Gunther from Clash of the Castle, which is the uh, pay-per-view it. they did in England, these two dudes just beat the ever-loving hell out of each other. Like, they left handprints on each other. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that, and I have no – Drew is down to mix it up like that. So these three are going to go n- There's a hell-in-a-cell match. Been Edge and Finn Balor, there's okay. Um, it's
1: there's be a lot of drinking at the end of WrestleMania and during WrestleMania. Well, yeah, that's kind of standard. I mean, like, <laughs> well, I mean, you we, just got Ray, we got
3: we got Rey Mysterio versus we got Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Wow! And, so I, the, the joke being, God, Ray just can't wait to beat his kids, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I but, almost
2: bought a Rey Mysterio Funko Pop today. I was nice. really tempted.
3: Nice, but that, like to me, there's two real stories of WrestleMania this year. One is the Bloodline storyline, where you have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the tag team titles. Which is like, like I love watching Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn get the biggest pops of anyone in wrestling right now. And I, uh, to me, there's still El Generico and Kevin Steen when I was watching them on the indies 15 <laughs> years ago. It's, I love, It's like when you see the band you saw at a bar back in the day sell out of arena, and you're kind of like, sure. awesome! They did well for themselves. I, that's how I kind of feel about them. And Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns is about the, about the hottest WrestleMania main event you've had in forever. Mm. And the other story of this WrestleMania is – now, until a couple of years ago, women's matches were not treated well on WrestleMania. They were they were the match where you could sure. buy popcorn and take a leak before the match you want to see. But, damn it, the ever since they, women started being taken seriously on WrestleMania, I think it was four years ago, they had the first main event that they, they had done. But <clears throat> this year, dude, the, in the words of a classic, the sisters are doing it for themselves on this <laughs> one because – the t- there are two matches, there, you know, each show has a championship, and there are two matches, one being Bianca Belair versus Asuka, and the other would be in Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, and the other shows have the hottest, I mean, the other matches have some hot stories going into it, but I'll be damned if these two matches don't have every possible chance to be the actual best matches on these shows.
0: Mm.
3: Like, these are some of the best female wrestlers that... You know what? Fuck that. These are just some of the best wrestlers on Earth right now. And they're going to throw down. And both of those matches are scheduled for night one. And, you know, along with uh, Damage Control versus Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch. So we're getting some legends coming back from the days of yore. So, like, the women are totally killing it on this show so i mean all around the wrestlemania this year is going to be fucking awesome but the best thing about wrestlemania almost isn't wrestlemania like i remember when it came to atlanta and we had indie shows everywhere because independent Mm -hmm. promotions are smart enough to know you have a whole bunch of bit of global audience people come in from you know all over the world for wrestlemania who are coming in you have a global you know group of fans who are big enough wrestling fans that they came from wherever they're from to wrestlemania and so there and it's awesome because i remember 2019 there were over 60 independent wrestling shows in Ooh. town alongside wrestlemania yeah. 2020, there were zero, of
0: course, Mm. and WrestleMania
3: happened in an empty building. The next year, stuff started slowly building back, and the collective decided they were going to throw their battery of shows, and everyone there got COVID, and it was a fucking disaster. (laughs) It was bad news. And so last year, we kind of started seeing it come back, and this year, it's almost back to where it was. Right, there are over 50 wrestling events listed right now, and there are so many that you aren't going to see listed. But Like you said, they announced that signing, what, a few hours before it happened? Yeah. yeah. Who,
1: who was the signing? You didn't actually say.
2: Oh, I, I they weren't wrestlers that I was familiar with. Uh, my friend Petra uh, did know them, but it, they weren't huge on her list. It, uh, she said, I wouldn't have rushed down or rushed up to L.A. for it, but if I'd been here, it would have been cool. What was – where was this?
3: Uh, This was at the Funko Superstore in Hollywood.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm going to see if I can find it. Keep going, uh, Nathan.
3: Now, in addition to – because WWE's got all kinds. They got an NXT pay-per-view. They'd be like The Undertaker's doing a one-man show, which if you have a chance to go see that, go see it because I want to hear that because – What's cool about him, he was one of those dudes that for 30 years, he never broke character. Never. Ever. So now, getting the chance to see him do a one-man show and tell stories from the road and that kind of shit, that's a cool opportunity. Like, that show has not come to Atlanta, and if it does, I'll be there 100%, so if you have a chance to go see that, you really should. That's going to be cool. But uh,
1: um, Let's see. Hold on
3: we also have the two biggest promotions in America are WWE and AEW. AEW does not run Wrestlemania weekend shows, except for Ring of Honor, which they now own. And Ring of Honor is throwing Supercard of Honor, which I honestly predict to be the act, just from in-ring you know, ability and actually putting on a show for sports entertainment to be I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably going to be the best show of the weekend. Mm. I mean, the the are going to say we got Claudio Castagnoli versus Eddie Kingston for the world title. We got, okay, there's two matches in particular. Well, okay, three. We got Iho Del Vikingo, which, first of all, this is a California WrestleMania, so all the indie shows are leaning heavily on Lucha Libre. So there is a definite lucha flavor to a lot of the shit this weekend, which is awesome. And Elio Del Vikingo, the AAA Mega Champion, uh, he had a match with um, Kenny Omega on wrestling, on uh, AEW Dynamite last week, and basically made himself a star, because all of a sudden he's working like 12 shows that weekend.
0: <laughs> but wow. he's going to be
3: wrestling Commander, who's another dude who... The, I would say at least half of this match is going to happen in midair.
0: <laughs>
3: We've got yeah. We all remember the the very sad and unfortunate passing of Jay Briscoe recently. Yeah. Um yeah. his his brother Mark vacated the tag team championships, which I'm so glad he didn't try and tag with someone else. So like just leave the leave that memory alone and let someone else tag mm-hmm. it. But he's taking on Samoa Joe for the ROH-TV championship. Like, Samoa Joe had wars with Jay. He's had wars with Martley. These are two dudes that go back over a decade in Ring of Honor. And so they're going to have a knockdown dragout. And then we got four of those tag team championships. We've got a reach-for-the-sky ladder match between the Lucha Brothers, the Kingdom, Aussie Open, uh, Drillisco and Roosh, and Top Flight. Well, they're going to hang those – they're going to hang those belts over the ring, put some big-ass ladders in there, and tell all these guys who specialize in doing flippy shit off of high things,
1: hey, <laughs> climb up there and
3: get those belts. So you're going to see crazy shit in that Na- match. Uh,
1: Nathan, uh don't yes. mean to interrupt you for a moment, but we have the answer to who he met today, yes. Dave Bean Priest and Rhea Ripley.
3: Oh, that's awesome. I would have gone with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
2: and also they they just posted something uh just a couple hours ago that says special announcement coming sue and it's a silhouette of someone's funko pop looks like it's a female wrestler but yeah uh wrestlemania goes hollywood is the tag on it and it, like you said it's, it's wrestling all over uh greater southern california right now it has
3: completely <laughs> taken over hasn't it
2: yeah Absolutely.
3: Got Damian okay, Rhea Ripley, first of all, is the WWE's first sex symbol in a long time. Like Goth Mommy has gotten everyone all hot and bothered. <laughs> <laughs> goth Mommy, I like that. That actually you know, that, that's, the you know, other that's what other calls that. her now. She's like this, you know I get that goth shit that could totally kick your ass and
4: <laughs> Make a, lot, a lot of people
3: are all about that. <laughs> <laughs> But Damian Priest, when he was in Ring of Honor, there's a lot to be said for the great wrestling name. And Damian Priest is a good name in WWE. But when he was in Ring of Honor, his name was Punishment Martinez.
0: No, that's Ooh. right. I told that, you that is such a cool Ooh. fucking name. He should
3: have been able to keep that. That's such a cool name. But yeah, if you, I want to direct everyone to a site called Voices of Wrestling where if you are interested in what all is going on up there, look this up, voicesofwrestling.com. They've got a list of everything that's going on, and it's a huge roster. Like, Dark Arts Entertainment presents Monster Mania is the first match listed for the weekend, which, okay, that sounds cool to me. Um, we have matches. At Circle Six presents Lindsay Snow's Kaiju Cannabis Cup. There's not <laughs> There's not a single match announced for this, and I'll buy a ticket to that on the name alone. Sure. Like, we've got No Peace Underground doing death matches. We've got Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling doing their first U.S. shows. We've got, like, all kinds of awesome stuff. But I want to highlight, since my time is running short, I have five matches in particular that are happening Mm. on the independent wrestling shows this weekend that I want to highlight. Uh, Number one is GCW presents Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 9, which is at 4 p.m. on, I believe it's Friday. Yes. And that is at the Ukrainian Cultural Center. And this is a match they do every year where they basically take all the ropes off the ring and – do it shoot style. These are basically more like mixed martial arts matches where they can only end on a submission or a knockout. So it's, okay. it's different rules, usual. but we have Mike Bailey, who's been tearing it up in America, versus the hardest, hottest free agent in the business, Kota Ibushi. And this match is going to have a whole lot of kicking in it, and someone's leaving this match with a concussion, would, will be Mike. Damn. My guess. Damn. Yeah. Um, WrestleCon is one of the major things going on this weekend where it's, you know, go get, go to all of your favorite wrestlers' tables and buy autographs and get pictures and all that fun stuff. But they also yeah. have an amazing lineup of live shows, which are happening at the Globe Theater, which is where Pro Wrestling Gorilla runs. And one of the big ones every year is the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. It's always because not only do you have this, conglomerate of wrestling fans from all over the world. All the wrestlers converge on LA this weekend and everyone's there, so people just happen to see each other like, Hey, you wanna be on my show? And they're like, Hey, you gonna pay me? And they're like, Yeah, so all of a sudden they show up (laughs) on somebody's show. So that's the great thing about that weekend. You never especially if there's a battle royal booked, you have no idea who might show up in that match. But I said this is a very lucha heavy weekend and yeah. ROH is giving us Elio Delvikingo Kingo versus Commander which I expect to be insane but the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show is adding Black Taurus to that mix and having a three-way which is uh, going to be insane
1: crazy Aaron okay so imagine a guy as big as a Minotaur and then two mm-hmm. the and best. wearing Five a giant or bullhead or mask head. Yes, with like horns. actually wearing one <laughs> um, and then two of the best Luchas in the world, one dressed as a Viking. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be an insane match, like absolutely insane. And it's going to be one up. of the. It's awesome. And
3: speaking of in Sandy, one of the
0: craziest
3: deathmatch companies around right now, Circle Six, which, which is out of out of L.A. They're super hardcore, and they're having a show on. uh This one's on Saturday, I believe, called Mama Kogar's Delicate Flowers, where we will see Jacob Fatu, who is a giant Samoan dude that looks like he would have zero problem ripping you limb from limb, versus Atticus Kogar, who is one of the most violent men in deathmatch wrestling today in a flaming tables match. Where it's not just a regular tables match To win this match you have to set a table On fire
1: and put your
3: Opponent through it Damn Yeah (laughs) Crazy shit Yeah Um, Also as part of WrestleCon they're doing the New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact Multiverse of matches Which that is the (laughs) Nerdiest play on words ever I love it but that's got a, that's got matches like like Moose and Jeff Cobb is on that show, Mike Bailey and Tanahashi. But the one that I want to highlight is Kenta versus Mer- making, I believe, his only WrestleMania weekend appearance this year. Murder Grandpa Minoru Suzuki.
1: Last year he did six.
3: Yeah, these two guys mm. are going. They both subscribe to the Japanese wrestling mindset of the best way to make people believe you're beating the shit out of each other is to actually beat the shit out of each other.
0: <laughs> and, like,
3: they don't pull shit. Minoru Suzuki is a legit badass. I don't know if you, you know, how much anyone knows about UFC, whatever, legendary Ken Shamrock. In Pancras, him and Minoru Suzuki had two matches, and Minoru Suzuki tapped him out twice in legit hey. matches. So he's a legit badass, and he gets in a wrestling ring, and he basically wants to test what these wrestlers have against his badassness. And Kenta, he might be up to the challenge. it be an amazing okay. match. Um, another one I want to mention is Joey. The fifth one is Joey Janela's Spring Break 7. It's a late-night show. But Joey Janela's Spring Break has come to be known as one of the craziest shows you've ever seen like that was one year when marco stunt debuted because he looks this dude looks like a 12 year old he's tiny he literally looks like a kid and they had a, he had never been seen on any wrestling show and they had him in the crowd and had one of their giant wrestlers pull him over the rail and just beat the shit out of him oh, and man. and for two weeks afterward it was the talk of the wrestling world like did you see joey Janella's show Dude, he beat the shit out of some kid from the crowd. Oh. And <laughs> they finally, you know, told us who he was, but they're known for doing shit like that. Like the crazy shit happens on this show. And on this show we're getting a match I've been begging for for a long time. Ever since Maki Ito, the cutest wrestler in the world.
0: <laughs>
3: um, her words not mine. Um <laughs> Debuted in GCW. She was one. She's part of the whole Japanese idol culture. Where they cr- manufactured pop stars, but she then decided to go do professional wrestling instead. <laughs> and she's teaming with Nick Gage.
1: The Nick a, Gage,
3: <laughs> a, a bank robber, <laughs> he, uh, he's the only man to have ever died in a wrestling match, been life lighted out and came back. <laughs> the same company like nick gage the I, the man the myth the legend and they're taking on the Allie catch and effie who are one of my favorite tag teams of wrestling and spe- speaking of effie on sun on sunday morning at 11 o'clock we have effie's big gay brunch <laughs> which is an awesome show every year that I, I will not lie the card looks a little
0: little little, little bit a little
3: bit weak this year, but Viprus, who is an amazing female wrestler I remember from seeing on AEW Dark back during the pandemic era. Like two or three years ago, she was killing it on AEW Dark, and I would have sworn she was going to be in AEW, but she went off to do other things. She's going to be facing the non-binary nightmare, Max the Impaler. Oh, Baylor. God. The
2: non-binary nightmare, dude. Maxi and Taylor
3: just straight up looks like something something out of the Mad Max movies.
1: Yeah, no, and uh, like they are are terrifying. I I saw them live. They
3: are they are straight up terrifying, and that's going to be awesome. Like GCW's got a show called For the Culture, which is going to have an anything goes match between Billy Dixon, who is also on Effie's Big Gay Brunch, versus Willie Mack. And these are a couple of big, violent motherfuckers, and that match could like easily get way out of hand. Like we have Compton Mania, a local wrestling company from Compton, is doing a show called Compton vs. the World, where they're just bringing people in to wrestle their guys.
1: I like, would instantly right go to that just based on the name.
3: Yeah, <laughs> New, New Fear City is going to be doing no ring death matches. We got we have three different weed. Themed wrestling shows <laughs> we can, really? like, apparently, there is a company out there that runs shows under the name Real Deal Resin. They're going to be at the Hazy Studios <laughs> with a show. Well, like, I
2: don't know if it starts as the Hazy Studios, but it's sure going to end that way.
3: You, we can only hope. <laughs> but <laughs> and Empire Wrestling, Los Angeles Wrestling, Prestige Wrestling, every company you can think of
0: Pre- is Prestige going is to be, be there too.
3: Do what? Yeah, Prestige, Prestige has a show there. there. That's going to be at the Globe as part of WrestleCon. And they've got Prestige some amazing matches on the, that
1: one. The Portland uh, uh, promotion. That's why I was like, kind of surprised to hear that also, they're going to
3: be there too. Yep. Also, like I said, like, go to VoicesOfWrestling.com and look up their, their event list. And all those shows that I, told, I just told you about are on there. There's tickets left for a lot of them. A lot of the bigger ones are yep. sold out. Look for anything that has a battle royal on there because, like I said, every wrestler you can imagine is in town for the weekend and they will just pop up in random-ass places. And basically, this is the Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl weekend for wrestling fans. Yeah. This is the NBA Finals. This is the big show of the year. And having lived in a town that has hosted a Super Bowl and the NBA All-Star Game in the last 10 years, I know how batshit nuts the city goes for huge sporting events, and it goes just that crazy for WrestleMania. And WrestleMania itself, I don't even care if you're not a wrestling fan. If you go there, hearing 80,000 people cheer at one time is awe-inspiring. No doubt. No doubt the level of production value and pyro and the giant set and everything like it's it's straight up breathtaking i've been to one wrestlemania in my life it was in orlando and it the like i was in awe of just the way they dressed up the arena and the noise that 80,000 people going nuts will make and just see see honestly seeing everybody's phones flash at the same time to take a picture at the end of a match is yeah. even that's just insane in a crowd that size so mm-hmm. go to wrestlemania if you get a chance there are still tickets available <laughs> and even if you don't want to go to wrestlemania i don't blame you sometimes big crowds ain't an your thing but there's enough really cool ass wrestling that you you should go check some out in LA this weekend. I am super jealous. I wish I was there. I would <laughs> just not sleep until Sunday. And just go to every wrestling <laughs> show I could around the clock, but yeah, go out. And I always say support independent horror, but I'm going to sign off this time with support independent wrestling.
1: Well, nice. Thank you. That was nice, Nathan. And
3: uh, um, so- my,
2: my friend who uh, I sent her the picture of that, uh, special announcement coming up uh, Wrestlemania Goes Hollywood says she thinks the silhouette might be Becky Lynch nice that
1: would, that would make sense so, so there you that's go it. yep so that's both of them now so that'd be Rhea Ripley doing <laughs> a signing and Becky Lynch doing a signing so that's the main first night main event so that'll be awesome so uh, nice. so yeah uh, so But it's not just wrestling. Jesus was in town, and the sexy witches, (laughs) including Raven, got to meet Jesus in the last week, right?
2: Yeah. That was pretty incredible. Uh,
1: uh, Raven was
2: actually the one.
1: Yeah, do a quick thing on Jesus, and then I'm going to let you take that mic and you do your WonderCon adventures. and the big announcements that we know about.
3: Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, everything in between—it has been an absolute pleasure ranting at you about professional wrestling, like a fucking <laughs> wrestling
1: nerd that I am. Well, thank but you for staying on, on ball, longer Nathan. than you intended tonight. Oh, I know. So you, I appreciate you, that. You, that you, was you know,
0: fucking awesome.
3: You know, you get me talking about wrestling. I, I could go for another hour about this shit. <laughs>
0: what's going on?
3: But I'm going to sign off and say, everybody, go support wrestling in LA this weekend. Support independent wrestling, even places all over the you know all over the United States. Look in your local town because wrestler uh, wrestling shows are running this weekend. Last year, I was a part of a show in Knoxville where we did a wrestling show and then watched WrestleMania. So, go support independent wrestling. It has been a pleasure speaking to all of you, and I bid you all. Good night. And I'm getting out of here for all this. Jesus shit kicks off.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, Bono
1: So yeah, well we'll we will talk about Jesus. Thank you Nathan for being on the show this evening. So but um, you know, Jesus. So you saw you and Raven with Jesus. Jesus. You said that she found it, right? Yeah,
2: I she found it and uh she roped me in and I'm so glad she did. Um It was an event uh, celebrating the 50th, dear God, anniversary of Jesus Christ Superstar. And it was at the Frida Cinema, which, uh, yeah, just like uh, Nathan likes to plug local independent, I like to plug local independent uh, theaters. And the Frida is one of the best here in Santa Ana. And uh, it was... Pretty amazing um cast and uh, uh a gentleman who had done uh photography on the ground and in fact uh his his photograph was the cover of the soundtrack um and he did all the official uh photography for this this one director. There were lots of great anecdotes behind the scenes, and then we got to meet with uh the gentleman who had played Jesus and the gentleman who had played one of the high priests and, and the photographer afterwards. And it, it was just great. I, I mean, they're, they're really fabulous people who love meeting the fans, love talking about the experience of making Jesus Christ superstar. And it's something I would recommend. Um, they, they're trying to get a showing at uh, Hollywood forever cemetery And I'm going to write an email to uh, Cinespia, the company that does those, and I I think they absolutely should. Uh, The gentleman who played Judas, who was fucking fantastic back in the day, uh, he's buried there at Hollywood forever. So it would be kind of amazing to show it. And um, seeing Jesus Christ Superstar on your TV every other Easter or whatever, is not the same thing as seeing it on the big screen. And uh, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, and it's a rock opera, and it's still fucking really good. And uh, I, I would recommend um, uh the, the, the people involved are doing this all over America uh, for their 50th anniversary. And if uh, you go online and you find one playing near you, it's it's absolutely worthwhile doing. Uh, I, again, I was roped into it, and I'm so glad Raven did, because it was a really fabulous experience.
1: That Sounds like fun. Uh, so we'll keep an eye out for that. But I also want to say, on a sad note, uh, the son of Angelina Weber died two days ago.
2: Yes.
1: So fucking um, young. Yeah, like what, thirty-four?
2: something like that i i have, yeah, I only please. saw the headline. I didn't read anything about the cause, but
0: damn,
1: yeah, so rest in peace. I'm sorry, I don't have much more information. I only saw it in passing myself, but uh, but I was rather saddened and alarmed just to even see that that happened. I'm sorry to hear that, so yeah. thoughts with the family um, on that one i'm glad I'm glad that you brought it that up so and jesus it's i saw raven's pictures and it looked like it was so much fun like and
2: raven has this new thing she's been doing uh which is hysterical and i'll let her uh next show give you the deets but uh i'll just give you uh, it's raven being ignored by celebrities and I guarantee you, it's 100 percent as hilarious as it sounds, and I'll, it's I'll actually,
1: explain it yeah, next. Exactly. No, it's a really good idea. For selfies. <laughs> I, I I was like, it's there, awesome. there is. yeah. So that I, I noticed that too. I was like, oh yeah, that's a really good idea for selfies.
0: You know, instead <laughs> of
1: having the point, in, because usually what you do is you stand there and they get the selfie, or someone takes a photo for you, mm-hmm. and they, they usually point at you or you point at them. Not this time. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And some yeah. and some people have celebrities uh, flip them off.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I've seen that, that a lot. But yeah, but that's still attention. You know, this is straight up like they're drinking a soda yep. or looking the other way or talking to someone else. <laughs> Playing
0: with
2: their plush unicorn, it it was awesome. It really yeah, was. Yeah, cool. So
1: as always, you're, you this is the this is you know, beginning of your busy season at LA, WonderCon really is the first of the big major media conventions. And it's really (laughs) become the warm-up to San Diego Comic-Con, as we say. Uh, You know, sometimes even major announcements can happen at WonderCon. So um, so talk about your experience and if there were any major announcements that we should know about that didn't, I mean, I've been off not very consistently on social media lately. So I'm a little behind the times. So let us know what's happening.
2: Um, It it was a more quiet and more subdued WonderCon. Um, As we've discussed in the past, WonderCon is frequently referred to as San Diego Comic-Con's little brother. Uh, Back in the day, WonderCon was done up in san francisco and it was very very much uh centered on comic books um i think ape ape has uh taken over that mostly um i haven't been to ape in forever so i don't really i can't really speak to that but um WonderCon had a, a brief flirtation with a heavier uh hollywood presence um either last year or the year before that I met the cast of the new Shazam and got an autographed poster by them all and that that was a lot of fun but uh, for the most part the focus is still on the comic books Uh, Artist Alley is a big section of uh, the convention floor where a lot of uh, big comic book artists as well as uh, smaller artists doing fine art and doing jewelry and doing uh, pins and just about anything you can think of really are out there doing some really wonderful stuff. A lot of independent uh, comic book artists have started an artist alley, and I like to support them as much as I can, uh, especially if they've got fun, weird uh, science fiction or horror stuff uh, there. Uh, This year, um, uh, my pal, uh, and I just call him that. <laughs> he's not really my pal, but um, he's a great uh, comic book cover artist, and he's done a lot of stuff for the folks with uh, Olympia with a vengeance, who we've had on the show. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Patrick Uh I, I made one of my first visits to his booth. He had a lot of fun stuff. Uh, his stuff kind of has a, a whimsical uh, childlike quality in in the subjects. Uh, reminds me maybe a little bit of Richard stari's stuff, if you're familiar with that uh, children's author from decades ago. Uh, I have a friend who's a huge fanatic of Ted Lasso, so I got her a bunch of his uh, prints and pins and stickers, and she loves that stuff. Um, DC uh, had a big panel and uh, that was pretty effing cool uh, they went over um, what to look forward to and it's quite a lot um, for, for the upcoming year uh, Dawn of DC is uh, what this new one's been uh, been called and uh, Tom King who's been doing Batman uh, The Brave and the Bold Uh, was uh, the first one talking about it. And uh, he's got a continuity, uh, ongoing series, Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, and a brand new uh, The Penguin, which looks just fucking fantastic. And um, I'm afraid I didn't catch the part where they said uh, this is a prequel to the TV series or if it's independent of, but we are getting, of course, um, a a Penguin series series. Uh, from the same people who uh, gave us the, our last The Batman movie. But uh, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with that. Unstoppable Doom Patrol uh, is coming from, or I guess continuing with Dennis Culver and Chris Burnham. Uh, they're going to be adding a new character, uh, Beast Girl. And uh, it, she looks, that we didn't really get much about what's going on with beast girl but she looks a lot like uh the original uh doom patrol member beast boy so that's kind of exciting for fans of uh doom patrol the series and the book uh harley quinn is uh coming along really nicely um sweeney boo is the artist on that uh yeah it looks like a lot of fun she's got community service, and apparently the way she's serving her community service is teaching at a local community college. So okay. that has got to be fucking awesome. And uh, also, Boo is going to have a, a new run of uh, Catwoman coming up, and that looks fucking fantastic. Nothing on the story. Uh, we got a little preview of the art. Um, kind of awesome. Uh, we've got uh, a new Green Lantern run coming. Uh, Jeremy Adams, who uh, fucking knocked it out of the park with the Flash, is coming in, and um, he's working with his uh, partner from uh, Flashpoint Beyond, and they're bringing Hal Jordan back to Earth after Earth had been quarantined by the Guardians of Oa, and he's going to go toe-to-toe with his longtime nemesis, Sinestro, so fucking... Count me in for that. Um, I'm down. And then the last thing, um, there's a new Cyborg series. Uh, Cyborg, who you've seen in Teen Titans and Zack Snyder's uh, films, um, and uh, Doom Patrol as well, actually on TV in the HBO Max's series. Um, Tom Rainey is redefining uh, the whole the whole series look, but he said he's been um, working with Marv Wolfman, who uh, originated uh, Teen Titans and Cyborg back in the day. Uh, uh, Marv is not working on the series, but he's been mentoring Tom Rainey, and it's it's got a really interesting design. So I'm very interested to see where that goes. Uh, for those of us who are... Uh, Funko fans and uh Disney fans, Bob Gurr, who is literally a Disney legend. Um I, I think most people know uh if you're a fan of Matterhorn, Autopia or the Doom uh-huh. Buggy. You know, we have Bob Gurr to thank for it. Um we're yep. gonna get a Bob Gurr Funko pop. And it's That's him so in a Hawaiian shirt holy So fucking I'm I'm there. Um Uh, Bob Gurr was on the floor. He had a booth. He was uh, signing Haunted Mansion pictures and various other things, and he's just a delight to talk to. Uh, I'm so glad we have him.
1: You can stand corrected, but isn't Bob Gurr also the same person who designed the original Berry Tales and *Not Berry Farm?
2: I believe he is.
1: I think he is, too, which was my favorite dark ride of all time. So uh, (laughs) uh, I'm pretty sure that's him. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I think you're right, yeah. and then um, s- speaking of, um, we we did lose um, one of our uh, Imagineer legends uh, recently. We we lost Raleigh Crump. Oh, and actually,
1: I want to say, and, I, wanna say I, I take it back. It wasn't Bob Gurr. It was Raleigh Crump who designed very. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, Raleigh Crump so, yeah, we just lost um, them, is, right is best known. Uh, for his work with the Enchanted Tiki Room.
0: Yep. And
2: But God bless. Um, he he was one of the, the best. Uh, I had a chance to meet him a couple years back at one of these conventions, and uh, what a loss. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I did want to mention that. Uh, WonderCon, uh, for those who haven't been before, um, is, like we said, a, a little bit a mini uh, San Diego Comic-Con. There's uh, group meetups. Uh, Neil mentioned that he went to one with a bunch of uh, Star Trek cosplayers as well as the Orwell. Um, uh, Yay! So Orville! Kind of fucking Orville, cool. not Orwell. I'm sorry, Orville. The Orville. The uh, Orville. Yeah, sorry about that. How <laughs> Orwellian of me. But um, there, there was every kind of uh fucking meetup you can think of uh there was a spider-verse there was a sailor moon uh anime oh oh um gravity falls and the owl house and amphibia a huge presence of owl house this year at the con nice and
1: and i yeah. actually have i it's funny, because I have a teenage, uh, you know, a teenager, and yeah. I have seen every episode of all three of those shows.
2: Right on.
1: <laughs> I need to.
2: I, I actually, seriously um, need to.
1: Owl House is a little weird, but pretty good, and Sibia grows on you. Like, it's so interesting. Like I, I like, I start getting actually invested in some of these characters. It's pretty funny, uh, so... Um, I actually Lindy. like I, and they play them back. They sent, we, we'd we watch both episodes, uh, new episodes together, back to back, the new one. Because they, they usually drop. And Allen House is just weird, but it's funny. And, it, it, you know, and, uh, and also anybody that tries to get it canceled for being too woke, I'm sure you'll appreciate that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the panel that Thomas, my friend, uh, Thomas and I went to, uh, not last Comic Con, but the Comic Con. Oh, it was the uh, mini Thanksgiving Comic Con. The we're sort of back Comic Con that they had um, Black Friday oh, yeah. Saturday Sunday. Oh,
0: that's right. Uh, there
2: was yeah yeah there was a panel that we both went to on uh loss, which seems to be the the fucking. Theme of uh, post-COVID. If you're if you're going to look at literature, 20 years from now, or TV or movies, I swear to God, that's what it's going to be about. But um, they mentioned Owl House you know, specifically in the the three or four uh, properties that they were looking at uh, tr- uh, lost through those lenses. And it's been on my list, but there's just it seems like a freaking avalanche of so many things. Uh, like you said, it's easy to just you know catch one thing alive, like Mandalorian, and put everything back till you can get to it. But uh, uh, we, I am going to get to that. I promise.
1: And it's going to get worse. Like April, like Marvelous Mazel comes out with its final oh season. I have to see that. <laughs> you know, there's all this stuff, and the movie movies are wrapping up. I mean, John Wick Four is already out. You yep. know, uh, you know, we got the the. Um, multiverse is in a month, and you believe May is coming up, and that means we get the multiverse, uh the Spider-Verse movie, the sequel.
2: So,
1: you know, oh my There's god. There's a lot right? of
2: good stuff in April, and and some uh-huh. pretty damn good um, uh, horror things, too. I should have made a list of oh, things. yeah. I no, didn't do that this
1: I, time. I have the list. I just don't know where it is right now. <laughs> I don't have it on me. But yeah, I've been well, making it's... a list of, of movies <laughs> to come out um and, and there is a bunch of stuff like keep, i'm gonna call it up while go if you have anything else on wondercon before we go for the night
2: i have let's one see. quick thing on, on wondercon there was a uh 30 years of power rangers panel and oh, uh really was, nice yeah and uh let's see uh walter jones black ranger from mighty morphin power rangers uh it, it's 30 years of Power Rangers in the U.S., I guess I should say that first. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Dan Southworth, Quantum Ranger, from Power Rangers Time Force, was there. Uh, Um, Selwyn Ward, Red Ranger, from Power Rangers Turbo, uh, Black Ranger from Power Rangers in Space, Andrew Gray, Red Ranger from Power Rangers Megaforce, and Super Force, Kevin Thompson, who was Quagmire from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 1. Um, and it, it was uh, definitely... Uh, it, it's kind of what you think of when you think of WonderCon uh, fan panels. It, it was everything for the fans, and um, you can catch some of it online on YouTube. And if you are a Power Rangers fan go go Power Rangers. I recommend you go go to YouTube and watch because there was good stuff
1: Excellent. So, um, sounds a little smaller, but that's okay. We, you know, rebuild yeah. years are, are totally cool. Uh, the biggest release this April, by the way, at least in my world is Evil Dead Rises, which is the, yeah. uh, the direct sequel to the original Evil Dead movie. Then we also might my evil genius is gonna go is opening weekend with her friend up in Niagara Falls for the holiday uh, weekend to go see Super Mario Brothers. So that's pretty geeky. <laughs> so what that else? That is very
2: got? geeky.
1: Yeah. Oh, let's see. Anything else is big. Your Killing Me is coming out. Um,
4: right.
1: Yeah. Oh, let's see. I should have been more prepared. I was actually, but then like, <laughs> oh, the Japanese version of Cube comes out this uh, April. Uh, Cube mm. is a uh, is a Canadian film by uh, Naftali, uh really really underrated, awesome movie. And the Japanese did a remake of it, so I'm really curious how how all mm. how that's gonna translate. So there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Like that Pope Pope Exorcist comes out. Runfield comes out. Sweetwater yeah, comes that out.
2: Renfield. I'm yeah. very much looking forward to Renfield.
1: Yeah, a lot of people want to see my, uh, you know. Uh,
2: well, it's, it's it's interesting that it takes place right after Dracula. I, I like that.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, like I said, Evil Dead Rises is really, for me, the big one for the uh, April releases. I, I'm going to be busy in April because I'm trying to sell a house. So no, a lot of time to go to the theaters right now, uh, but mm. you know we'll see what happens. I actually, um, at some point during uh, the April, we will actually have a review of Runfield, and we will announce the theme to the Halloween horror movie marathon madness. <laughs> maybe on the same day. Oh, and Peter and Wendy also comes out the, the big Peter Pan movie uh based mm. on the play so that'll be interesting it's gonna be a weird april April's gonna be kind of like a couple of really big films and then <laughs> a lot of little b- slow burners underneath it until may and we get to summer season oh uh, this season's gonna be i i think when it comes to because you know one reason why Wonder Call was probably very quiet because this is really gonna be one of those kind of like like let's see how people respond to the movies this year because last year we had Two big films that people that don't go see movies will go see, and they both were hit. So Avatar Way of Water, This Fast Christmas right. and then This Summer, Top Gun. And then, of course, Jurassic World is a, is a draw for both geeks and not you know, regular Joe you Show know, yeah. people. So we don't have anything really like that on the roster coming up. Like, there's a couple of decent, like, Marvel movies coming up and nothing – no event films that I know of. Do you?
2: Nothing I can think of. I saw a preview for Chevalier, and that looked interesting. That's yeah, coming but that's out not this, an event uh, next film, month.
1: though.
2: No, no, it certainly isn't.
1: It, but it, it does look good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, So when does the (laughs) Super Mario, before we go tonight, when does that Super Mario uh, uh, land open on your end of the world?
2: It, it, it opened already. Um, We're going this Sunday. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So let's look at the dates for uh, our next episode. So today Uh is 29. So the earliest we would be back would be the 12th. And so you're good. So I go. I, I don't think I have anything going on on the 12th. Do you? <laughs> so the earliest was back in don't the 12th? No. But
0: like, you
1: either. know what I'm really, sh-
2: really okay. sh- shocked that you didn't mention?
1: What did I forget to mention? Uh,
2: you didn't say anything about Tommy uh, Wiseau's new thing, Big Shark.
1: I didn't know about Tommy Wiseau's Oh, my God, you car. don't know?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, uh, what the hell is that? Oh, my God, let's, let's yeah. Let's a Tommy Wiseau note. Hell
2: yeah, go for it. <laughs> I think we have to. Um, yeah, uh, The Room finally has a follow-up, and um, I don't even know. I've seen the trailer twice now, and I still don't fucking know, but um, I guarantee you, I absolutely fucking guarantee you <laughs> Some, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> some critic right now is planning his uh, review, and it's going to be titled, oh, hi, Shark. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, uh, I yeah, no, I, I guarantee you. How can you not? How can you not? It looks horrible. It looks ridiculous. It's in New Orleans, and it, it makes the special effects from – fucking uh sharknado look oscar worthy and uh just uh, big shark coming 2023 um stop what you're doing and go look at it now and don't say i didn't warn you because i did
1: what what it so it's out
2: Big Shark. No, the trailer's online.
1: Oh, the trailer's online. Okay, and yeah, yeah. I did leave off one really important film that on this that comes <clears> out the same day as Evil Dead Rises. So I will make sure because they changed the name. It was called Disappointments Room, but they changed the no- name to Bo Is Afraid, and that's April twenty first. That's oh. Ari Astor's new movie. Uh, Can't so, wait. So basically, I'm going to spend um, the twenty first of April inside the theater the whole day. Because I'm going to go and, see both those
2: um, films. And the day before that, we get the new one from Broken Lizard. Um
1: oh, shit, Quasi. Quasi that's and, right. Quasi comes, oh, my God. So April is pretty stacked. So, right? Just, and then, yeah. um,
2: what? Wes Anderson dropped a trailer for Asteroid City, and it is the most Wes Anderson-looking thing <laughs> you've ever seen in your fucking west life
1: Anderson um, is west
2: right oh my god yes
1: <laughs> it, it's
2: west ander father and son it's 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 west west Wesy west it's it's got westernality i guess is what oh, i'm right. saying here it's it's so fucking pastel um you're gonna have to watch a, a miami vice t v episode afterwards to you know Calm you down. You're going to have to, you know, work your way back to regular life. Um, it, it, I, yeah, I don't even know. I like Wes Anderson. I really do. But man, he, he's not messing around this time.
1: <laughs> well, he's coming excellent. for us. So thank you for your recap of WonderCon and your recap of meeting Jesus. That sounds awesome. And, uh, <laughs> Do you have anything else up the pipe that you're gonna be doing in the ne- uh before the twelfth or right after other than go to Sprenario World?
2: Uh yeah. Um Friday I'm going to see the panel, the Mandalorian panel.
1: Pallyfest. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh Pallyfest Pally again. Tickets are still available. They've got a lot a lot of good stuff. Um um gosh darn. i trying to remember. I took a picture. Hang on. Let me jump onto my phone and I can see if I can find it. But um, uh, yeah, here we go. Right here. Um, Abbott Elementary, Mandalorian, oh, yeah. Yellowstone, Grey's Anatomy, uh, Late, Late Show with James Corden, Yellow Jackets, uh, and the marvelous Ms. Mazel. Mrs. Mazel, sorry, Mrs. Mazel. And,
1: and, and um, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, and when we get back. Go
2: online and get tickets.
1: Go to Polyfest, and when we come back, um, no matter what show that is, we will all have a review of the new Dungeons & Dragons movie. Uh, yeah. That will come out by the time we air. Uh, so we'll so look for that as well if you're still with us out there somewhere listening. Thank you if you are. We really appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, so we'll be back in two weeks. I'm not quite sure what the actual subject matter will be as something's brewing, it won't be the madness episode yet. That would be the end of April or it would be early May for that. Probably the end of April. Cause early May, hopefully I'll be selling my house. So I might not be nice. available to do, I, I definitely won't be available on the, like the May 3rd, I'll be on the road. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be crazy. So, uh, We'll talk about my madness and my, my life events later. Uh, in the meantime, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of movies to go see, books to read, music to listen to. Oh, my God. It's everyone in COVID did an album, and they're all coming out right now. All genres. <laughs> go listen to music. Um, and uh, we will be back. And we're going to leave tonight with Jesus. What do you think? Yeah. Let's leave with Jesus tonight. So tonight we're leaving with Superstar from Jesus Christ, Superstar itself. And uh, once again, we're sorry for Andrew Weber's wa- loss. Our thoughts and prayers are with him and uh, the, also the kids in Tennessee. Is. Uh, so thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Blessed be good film hunting. We all love you. And we'll see you in two weeks.
0: Could have reached the whole nation Israel in for peace They had no mass communication Don't me wrong, Don't get me wrong.